Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 86. I am Mopar. I am Commander Cody. I know a few <sighs> episodes ago we were kind of like 85. That's the cutoff. Stop recording. Yeah, we made it past. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Last week we had an epic beer extravaganza with our buddy next time. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember half of it. <laughs> so go back and check out episode 85 if you haven't already. Just to give you a touch, we kept a, a box of one of the beers we had, and it was Revolution Brewing uh, their Death's Tar Imperial Stout. So if you're interested in beer. I don't know if they can see it from that oh, far away. <laughs> bring it up there. We got a new webcam, and uh, we're testing that stuff out. But Oh, yeah, it focuses if, if, all nicely. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, it does. A lot better. So... If you're watching live, you can you can see it's the Death's Tar. So they got away with it, and I like it. <laughs> the mouse did not go after them. But if you want to do some beer learning, check out episode 85 with our buddy Alex from Actual Brewing. Uh, if you are local, we are setting up for our, our Rogue One extravaganza next week. True. Uh, Thursday the 15th. Yeah, we are eight days away from Rogue One. Eight days. I posted that today. I saw eight that. Days. I as soon as I woke up, I was like, it's eight days. Shit, eight it, days. If you guys know, uh, <laughs> we're referencing Jay and Silent Bob when Jay says, <laughs> we've got eight so days. So that gives us eight days. And he holds up ten fingers. I love it. <laughs> it's so such a stupid movie, but I love Jay it. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, yeah. Which, what? Well, I know, I know you listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't really listen to podcasts, but the one I do is Joe Rogan because he yeah. has... Okay, Joe's great in himself, but his um, guests are just... It's everybody I always wanted to know about. Like Steve-O and just... He has fighters and Joey Diaz and other comedians. Fucking the greatest comedians ever. Yeah. Um, it, but this the most recent one was Kevin Smith, who yes, from Jane's Island. Finally Bob, back. Yeah. Who also has his own podcast, which he I does. might have to check out. His um, comic book store in New Jersey is called You Tell Him Steve-O. Or Tell Him Steve Dave. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, tell him Steve We're Dave. picking up. So we have my Shit. buddy Steve Dave. Uh, I'm Which gonna... is from the Mallrats, that quote. Yeah. Tell him Steve Dave. Um, yeah. But he says it so casually. And I bet like 5% of people who hear him say that are like, oh, I know exactly what that's from. So funny. But anyways, yeah. So Dave. if you're in the, in the mood to turn our shit off and watch Joe Rogan, it's a good episode. I, but it It is the reason... Basically, we started podcasting. Yeah, if you haven't noticed. The only thing we're missing is the big red curtain in the background. And the money. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan has a bunch of it. And stacks and stacks. Mm-hmm. He's a very successful human. So, yeah, he's, he's awesome. So, yeah, episode 86, we are getting prepared to phone in our... I was going to say buddy, but this is the guests. first time that we've met 
via voice. So we're we're the big fans. Stupendous wave. The stupendous wave off of YouTube. Yeah. Um, if you we are, are a Star fans. Wars fan in any aspect, you want to go to YouTube and follow him. Uh, yes. Reason being, he brings up the greatest questions of Star Wars you could ever fathom, and it makes you think. Um. Most recently, which we will be talking about here pretty quick as soon as we get him on, uh, if Sidious were killed by Yoda in Episode Three, how would that go about, and what would happen? Yeah. So he, well, we'll get into it, but <laughs> essentially, Emperor Vader happens. Like oh, he boy. takes he takes the reign, and it's yeah he but he does that what if and verses and yeah how does this work and. Yeah, go check him out. Stupendous wave on YouTube and on Twitter. He has a big following on Twitter, oh, yes. and a lot of a lot of his fans pose some questions for him and us for tonight. So we'll go through those. But we, as we do every episode, before we get stupendous on, we're gonna poke this beer bunch. <laughs> you look like a monkey. Like I want this. <laughs> well, I was thinking uh, we already were gearing up to bring him on, but let's do the beer review real quick. Well, we he's going to be on the show. You have to stay tuned. Well. Stupendous! Will you, will you just calm down? Jesus. We don't podcast. Well, yeah, we do podcast. All right, guys. We're going to get into our weekly beer review. Episode weekly, beer weekly review. yearly fucking beer review. We are super excited to have this beer. God, these fucking dolphin things are so yeah. loud. Yeah. The, the four-pack, six-pack anti-seal killer. I always feel like I'm going to break something. Yeah. They're on there pretty good. That was unnecessary Got and it. amazing. Uh, but what I was saying is we are excited for this one particularly because it's Platform Brewing, which is out of Cleveland. Yeah. Um, a buddy of ours lives just down the street uh, from the the brew pub, the brewery. And I went in there and I tried like Real eight house. of them and it was a, it was, everything was amazing. But I have not tried this one. Is so. it the Cleveland version of actual brewing? It is. It is. It is. It you is. need to go there. It's it's like a rundown building, just like all of Cleveland is. Um, and they but they brew beer inside of it. Oh god! <laughs> so it's platform brewing. Today's beer of choice is going to be Bunny Pajamas, Berliner Weiss. You heard that right. The beer is called fucking Bunny Bunny Pajamas. Bunny Pajamas. <laughs> pajamas. <laughs> bunny Pajamas. It says cranberry pomegranate tart. We're drinking out of Tall Boys, which is actually kind of weird for craft. Craft beers yeah. don't usually come in four pack Tall Boys. Maybe. Well, I think it's about the, it's the same price, so it depends on how unique or strong the beer is. It says at the um, top, "This is very, very weak." <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes, it's fine. Oh, three point eight. So yeah. we don't have to worry about the twelve percent debacle from New Holland from two weeks ago. Well, that's interesting that it's a, a four pack and it's so light. But True. you got to think, Photon is a three-two beer, so that's even lighter than this, right? So yeah, three point so, eight, you know, based on taste, or they might only do like limited runs of this beer. So. Well, that's what I was just to say. On the side, it says the series. It's a twelve kettle sour, twelve releases, twelve months. So this must be. I don't know if it has the month on here. The December of the year. <laughs> nope. I don't know. Probably nope. the November if it took some time to make. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in this. Let's do this. Oh, it looks like cranberry juice. Aye, aye, aye. I haven't wow. smelled it yet. It smells disgusting. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Please, God. Let's see. Oh, it smells like a condom. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> yeah, kind of. 
All right. Come well. beer. <laughs> well, while Commander and I were standing in the local grocery store, um, we were talking about the different beers that we've had and haven't had and what we want to try. Yeah. And I kind of just said, why are we getting stuff that we know we want to try? Let's try something weird that we haven't done for a while. Right. So that's why we kind of picked up this cranberry pomegranate tour. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> we do a little too much. Well, first of all, we wanted to get a new brewery that we haven't had yet. So this met that criteria. Because the grocery store just recently just platform, yeah. picked up platform. But I also feel like we kind of look and it was like, oh, that's a Berliner Weiss. Eh, don't worry about I'm not that. In let's, the get, let's, get an, let's get an IPA. Yeah. Because well, you know we just, love those. Yeah. We go through. I'm not in the mood for that. Let's get something different. It's like, wait a second. That's so at a not certain point, point so. we just had to grab something and, you know, a All review right. is a review. Let's just fucking do it. Smells for like condoms. Smells like condoms. Tastes like birth control. <laughs> oh, it's a sour beer. It's a fucking sour beer. Oh, my God. What? What is that? What did you do? Uh, Get this out of here. Just move sorry. it out of the way. I'm going to need to cleanse my palate with that later. Yeah, this is... Uh, if I had to use one word, it'd be fucked. It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I wasn't ready for the sour. I wasn't, even all, though it no. says tart, I wasn't ready for a tart no. that strong. I wasn't at all. I had no uh, idea. I should have known what it said cranberry, but it's the back. Um, the aftertaste is so good. It, it's it's <clears throat> the aftertaste is extremely malty. If I tear up and I really, really like it, it's just like too much sour right up front. And the smell does not put you in a good mental state <laughs> to take a sip of it. If you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, mm. Oh, it's really, really tart up, up front. It's almost like the, the upfront taste is how your mouth feels after eating like 12 Jolly Ranchers yes. in a row. That's the upfront taste. And then it backs off to some yeah. malty goodness in the end. Oh, man. Yeah, that malt comes in just slightly right at the end. It's just like, it's a roller coaster ride, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, after you like swallow the beer and you're done with it, then it feels like you're kind of chomping on some. Fucking barley. Whew. This I, is interesting. I gotta think about it. I was not ready for that. I was that. not ready for the sour, so we need to like take an extra sip or two and make sure. Does it say sour on the it says malt, pilsner, white wheat. The hops are I can't even pronounce that. What does it say malt pilsner? Oh. Oh, the malt is pilsner, pilsner and white, white wheat. wheat. Hops are Holler Tower Mittelfruher. I'm not I can't speak German. The yeast is American ale, and the adjunct, which is, as I assume, the stuff they add for extra flavor, is cranberry and pomegranate. Wonder what uh, what goes into making the beer sour, or if it's only the stuff that they add to it afterwards. I don't know. That's good. For how much we know about beer, we know nothing. It's true. Um, We're like but- Jon Snow of breweries. <laughs> but we do know that they create the mash out of the malt and mm-hmm. get the initial liquid form of the beer and then add hops and while it's going through the fermenting process they either add more hops or they can add more things for flavor like cranberry and pomegranate but that's after the fact i think right. that's that what that's what adjunct is like that's you were what saying, i'm assuming yeah. yeah i would love to taste this before they add the cranberry not me <laughs> but i probably probably just a bag of condoms 
It does smell like condoms. <laughs> it smells like it smells like condoms. It tastes like there's them too. no way around Wait. that. Mm. Oh, the back, the aftertaste is so good. It's just like a confused beer. That's the the best way I can destroy. Trying to be too many things at one time. It's the sour and the malt. I don't think mix well. It's confusing my face up front, and then it's like, by the way, we're still a beer. It's like, yeah. wait, no, stop. But it leaves me with that beer hint, and I want to drink it again, and it fucks with my face again. <laughs> it's not good. It's Can abs- you relate that to something? Like something that you do, even though you hate it, you have to get through because the end result is just very nice. Well, it's like the opposite of a brain freeze. Like you eat ice cream, and then you get the brain freeze. You're like, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm going to do it again and just <laughs> shove it in my face. Yeah, it's the opposite. But you can't stop. You have to go through the freeze first before you can get the good taste. <sighs> yeah. So it shocks you with the condom smell. It shocks you even further with the sour taste. Yeah. And then it gives you what you're actually looking for at the end. <laughs> I'm going to be a solid number on this one. Yeah. Um, our beer rating system. Out of three. Out of three. Three is the best of the best. Daily drinker. Recommend it to everybody. Two is very good. Maybe it's too strong. Too expensive. Too seasonal. Too whatever. Uh, one star is worth trying and zero stars is to fuck off. Don't touch it. I feel like every, and I hate to say this, I feel like every sour beer is going to end up as a one. Cause it's interesting enough to try. Well, it's tasty and it's, it's makes you curious, but I can't drink it every day, man. Come on. I don't think I'll ever buy this again. Well, exactly. Would I recommend it to anyone? No. (laughs) I mean, Uh, I feel bad because I want platform to do well, but I'm never Getting this again. Well, what if you... Th- All right, think about this. Think how I used to always hate farmhouses and saisons and mm-hmm. wheats and whites. And now I love them. Do you think we're just not ready for sour beers? I just think they're disgusting. <laughs> I can have my opinion right now. In fucking 12 years, if I love this shit, then I'll change it. But right now, I'll never buy this again until my I forget that I hate it. I don't like the taste. I don't think the malt and everything works well together. <sighs> I'm almost trying to give it a zero at this point because I know I'm never going to drink this again. I want to say in my heart of hearts, zero, but I also know that I might not really understand the quality of a sour beer. But that's fine. At this point, we have to go from this point. That's funny because I went back and listened to some old episodes and I was talking mad shit to make any sense. And I gave some beer like a one star. And nowadays I've had that beer again and I'm like... So fucking good. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a zero. I think it's official. And it, I want to keep okay. saying it's not that bad, but it doesn't mix well. I don't like the flavors and fuck it. <laughs> Lord Kerner says, looks like you enjoyed that LMAO pussies. <laughs> well, and the condom smells throw me off too. Zero. That is not a zero. Good start at all. So there's the I'm Zero. gonna tell you why. The Zero. low alcohol content. Zero. Very low alcohol content. The value for tall boys for what was it? Ten, eleven dollars that I paid? Fuck that. I could smell condoms for cheaper. Alright, do you think with the trend <laughs> Do you think with the trend of craft beers? Do you think there's this thing where they're trying to make just random, off-the-wall, unique craziness. 
it works though. And because it's a craft beer and because it's randomly off the wall craziness, the people are like, oh yeah, it's unique. They only do it once a month. Maybe that's what bunny you know pajamas what I mean? smell like. It's condoms. But what if someone likes condoms. sour beers? They would rate this a three because it's good? I don't know. That's fine. We're here because we give it We're our We're here. Rating. And we say, <laughs> Zahraw. Yeah. Yeah. I got to th- say zero. I think this is only our third zero of all time. Pickled Santa. I gave uh, the Kentucky bourbon barrel a zero, which even at this point, I might even give it a, a one. because That I'm, was one of three different beers that night, though. Yeah. And you gave the Claymore Scotch Ale a zero. Oh, that's right. That was the other one. Whew. Yeah. This is going to be a struggle to get through the rest of this. It really is. If it wasn't for the condom smell, I think it would be a one. Mm-hmm. Like that just sets up the entire beer flavor scenario you t- to be bad. You know how stuff smells like it tastes and tastes like it smells? I'm chewing on condoms. <laughs> This is just, this is uh, this is gonna be a struggle. All right, well, guys, shit. get ready for the best fucking episode of your life, <laughs> bro. <laughs> so right. we're gonna we're gonna scoop up a stupendous wave here real real soon. Like we got one thing to do first, though. We have a we got a, a voicemail from one of our fellow members of the Commonwealth. So we're gonna have to go through that really quick. So let's talk about the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter. You can look up. Hashtag SWC pod and SW Commonwealth. There's five of us now, I believe. A bunch of Star Wars podcasts banding together for the greater good of the galaxy. Check out the rest of the shows. Um, but yeah, you had a, we had a question basically based around Star Wars characters and what kind of beer you think they would drink. And since we're on the condom beer, finishing up our review would be a good time to punch it in. So here we go. Good evening, boys. James here at the Tumbling Saber, and hello from Canada. Hey, uh, long live the Commonwealth. And here is my question for the boys at the Rogue Squadron podcast. So, being the beer aficionados that I know you are, I'd like you guys to make some guesses (laughs) and assign types of beer to the characters in the GFFA. I love this question. Let me start you off. I think uh, Yoda would be a stout drinker. Uh, just because he's so wise. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, Han Solo probably likes um, an ice-cold Pilsner. Uh, what do you think, guys? Who else enjoys a frothy one? And uh, what do you think their beverage of choice would be? Have a great show. I think he's profiling through beer. <laughs> That's what the fuck's happening right there. Oh, Han Solo's a scumbag? Oh, Bud of course. Light. Bud Light. Bush, even. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> um, for, thanks for your question. It's actually, I didn't expect anything like that. It's very unique, mm-hmm. and it's it's perfect. Um, I uh, I completely agree with the stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I might even push it to a porter. Stout porter. Because I would give Boss Nass the stout. <laughs> well, Yoda is one of those characters that's probably not drinking that regularly. So when he pops one open, he probably wants like a very rich, flavorful beer. I see him as like a Guinness. Like he's just going to sit back, drink a Guinness, and just worry about the dark side. (laughs) Toilet like a fucking wine. (laughs) And worry about the dark side. Yeah. Worry about there is another. Yeah, it works. Everyone on Tatooine, I feel like, is drinking very light wheat white ales. Or wheat, yeah, wheat white ales. Um, Queen Amidalin. She's going to have a sour beer because she's just a sour a hoe. And, <laughs> and that's why she's crying all the time in the fucking trilogy. Yeah. 
Seriously. Annie. She's always <laughs> sad in prequel. Or what? in, well, in episode one. So, oh, 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 oh. The emperor <laughs> is going to be drinking an imperial. Anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything imperial. That's perfect. Uh, the Gungans. But no, let's let's work the other way. So like an IPA. Who fits IPA? I got you. I would say, God, there's so many different IPAs and everyone loves to do IPA. So I'm going to say the Jedi Council was sitting <laughs> up there. I think Yoda has his own because he is his own person. But the the non-people that, the people that you, you see on the Jedi Council that no one knows who the fuck they are. Epskin yeah. Mobot. <laughs> He's drinking the IPA. That's the name of the episode. Hang on. <laughs> I got, I'll forget. Hang on. I got to text it. Epskin Mobot. Jedi Master. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so <laughs> we've already given No, that makes sense. What what's Luke drinking? Luke's not drinking. This is what I'm gonna say for I'm Luke. saying Luke's not drinking. No, I, this is what I'm gonna say. No. I think Luke, because of the character he is, he starts off with Pilsners. And then in episode five, he goes to like good loggers and then in episode six he's drinking all the ales i'll see <laughs> see what i'm saying like he has no clue he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he doesn't even believe in beer so and then he gets he into, doesn't believe in beer yeah. i think luke's i uncle owen looks like a drunk and you all know obi-wan Whiskey. on tatooine is a drunk so i think luke by the time he gets off of a tatooine is completely turned off from all types of alcohol. And he's trying to make the galaxy a better place. That's what I think. Especially once his uncle and aunt get burnt to a crisp. It's like, well, that's where a life of whiskey drinking leads you. So you got to step away. So you think he's the clean, clean one? Sober. I think Luke's sober. That's why he's so boring. <laughs> Just kidding. Is Chewie drinking? He's always drinking. That's why no one can understand what he's saying. He's, he actually speaks <laughs> English. Language he's is he's drunk. speaking basic, but it's just <laughs> hammered. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But what is he drinking? I feel like he was. He would have like a. I don't know, man. Being such a big creature, he has a high tolerance, so he's probably drinking those crazy twelve percent like wheat wines and shit that we had. Yeah. Imperial. He's like Andre the Giant, stouts. but a carpet. Yes. Remember Andre the Giant? Yeah. He was a big guy. Yes, I do remember <laughs> from Princess Bride. Yeah, that's pretty much that and wrestling is all I know him from. I think that's all he did. God, I I can't think of any other like corresponding beers characters. Let's name one other farmhouses and saisons. Farmhouse saison. Well, I, I feel like that was Tatooine, kind of where I was going with that. Moisture <laughs> farmers, moisture farmhouse ale, moisture farmers farmhouse ale, moisture okay. farmers ale. Anyways, I'm done with this. It's a good question. It's a great question. I love it. I've had enough of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for submitting the question. We love to fuck around. Fuck around. Luke is drinking Shirley Temples in the beginning, and now he drinks hard liquor because he's (laughs) had enough of it, too. Well, all right. By this point, 
at the end of episode seven when he's on that island by himself, he's I mean he's in Ireland. He's fucking drinking scotch. And- I can just see Ray walking up that Irish island and coming up, and he's in a fucking lawn chair with like a daiquiri. He's like, like the dude. where you been? Like Ho? fucking the Big Lebowski. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Agreed. Well, shit. All right. Well, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Shut it down. All right. Thank you guys for <laughs> tuning in to Condom Podcast. <laughs> and now on to our main event. Awesome, guys. So we have Stupendous Wave on here with us. Say hi, Stupendous. Hey, what's up? Awesome. <laughs> so there was a huge reason we reached out to you because uh, your shit's awesome. Um, Thank you. <laughs> it, it honestly, it, you bring up some of the greatest questions, what ifs uh, that I've ever even like thought about. So yeah. that's why I I can easily hop between six, seven videos of yours and just be astounded at like just thinking. Like you put a different a- a view point of view on uh, <laughs> Star Wars, but it's cool. And um, most recently, I just watched your What If Yoda actually defeated the Emperor, and it was just blowing my mind with the whole uh, <laughs> Emperor Vader. So, yeah, that I was think crazy. That, might, that might be a good spot to start um, because I, w- I couldn't wrap my head around the whole Vader ha- actually having a crazy upgraded suit. He would Because he's so mechanically inclined, I figured... He would just have the most high-tech, strongest suit ever. Now, my question to you is, what would that actually enhance him or would that limit him? Because the suit that he has pissed him off so much, it pushed him even into like, stronger yeah. Vader. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's 100% correct. Um, that's the big question. Like, where... First of all, we have no idea the specifications of the suit that is mentioned. It's just mentioned. It's not really gone into detail, which is a key piece that you would really need. So a lot of that story that that I made, of course, taken liberties with the extent of the suit. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The pain coupled with his own hatred for really everyone else, but mostly himself, really gave him the power that he needed to become the second most powerful Sith Lord in canon and debatably top 10 in Legends. Um, But, you know, the extent really, it's hard to pin down, like I said, because we don't know what the suit was. Of course, the suit does cause him a lot of pain, but he'd still have some of that pain in the new suit, of course, because he's absolutely still horribly horribly scarred mm-hmm. and he still has all that hatred so it's just kind of a kind of a toss-up in my mind if that suit is 100 just top of the line that vader is most likely more powerful than the vader that we have encountered but, i feel like he wouldn't truly embrace the dark side though he would just be an angry anakin at that point which is still terrifying <laughs> <Yeah>. obviously <laughs> but <clears throat> i feel like Anakin slash Darth Vader is one of those characters that no matter what path he's given, he's succeeding. I feel like, especially with him being born of the Force, it's just like, okay, you can chop me in half and I'm still going to conquer the galaxy. Or you killed my master, I'm going to make a suit and conquer the galaxy. Either way, (laughs) no, shit's happening. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I think the biggest difference would be he would be much more physically uh, capable, obviously. So, for how agile he was when he was Anakin, I think it might translate into that new suit. Agreed? No? Yeah, um, maybe not quite as fast, but who knows? We don't really know. Um, like, if you look at General Grievous, he's the only reason he beats a lot of the Jedi, especially in Legends, is because of how fast he is. But it's really, with Anakin, it's more about, ah, that's that's tough. Because at the same time, Grievous had cybernetic implants in his brain as well. So, but with Anakin, he doesn't have those things as Darth Vader. So the question is, who is more mobile or agile, him in the new suit or Anakin? And of course, we really... We'll never know because we never actually get a look at the suit, which is unfortunate. Oh, we know. We've got stupendous <laughs> on. We're going to get the answer. <clears throat> so I'm thinking, though, this scenario as a whole. So if Yoda takes down Palp and on the dark side, Vader's the next in line, right? But Vader's not a politician. He has no involvement in the Senate. I don't picture... If Palpatine hadn't had the chance to really seize control and then put his shit into place, I don't see how he could have died and Vader could have actually, Anakin Skywalker, a Jedi, could have actually stepped in and like seized control. I know it was in turmoil, but he's a Jedi. He's not like in the Senate. Well, my my argument to that would be Palpatine has his people in in you know power. How many Maza at that Meta. point though? Masameta that we know uh, of. Snate? But at that point, say Pestage, but at Pestage. that point. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. just, I it's a valid argument. Like, if if Palpy did die, why would they go to Darth Vader? They've got the rest of the. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Well, I would I would uh, counter that with um, Palpatine. Really, just kind of left after he <laughs> became Emperor in Legends and in Canon. He really didn't care that much. Like, it's a huge deal when the Emperor shows up, whenever. Like when he showed up in Lords of the Sith on Ryloth, that was a huge deal. Right. Or in Return of the Jedi, when he came to the Death Star 2, that's a huge deal. Because Palpatine, he doesn't care about the Empire. In Tarkin, he says he was meant to conquer, never rule. That's not what it's about. So I would say that maybe an Emperor Vader who, like, let's be fair, Vader really governed the galaxy way more than Palpatine did after the Empire actually rose. So yeah. He was the face. Knows? He might have been a better Emperor. <laughs> yeah, he was the face. He was the enforcer. I mean, Sidious was the one pulling strings, but Vader was the one doing things, being seen, making differences. Yeah. I guess I never really thought of it that way, though. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that Palpatine really stepped that far out of control. And that's why I always argue, why, why is Palpatine so strong? Why do people see him as that strong? Because he really he used Anakin because of Anakin's strength. I I highly doubt that Palpatine could have done what Anakin did. I mean Darth Vader as 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 Darth Vader. I My don't mind think he... is racing now. <laughs> <laughs> I see? got too many questions. Stupendous brings up great things. So I think I've watched one of your. Is it like the top ten canon Siths? Uh, I have a few videos on that. Like, there's eight canon Sith Lords that we know of. Really, there's six. 
but we'll give it to Ventress and Savage for argument's sake. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's yes. the big. That's a big question. Are you throwing <laughs> Kylo into that Sith. too? No, Kylo is not a Sith. He's yeah, a dark side warrior. See, I feel like with that reasoning, though, you would probably leave Asajj and Savage off. Yeah, I hate saying those two names back to back. Yeah. yeah, but they they have Sith training, so that's the true, best that's difference. That's true. What were we gonna say on the the Sith ranks, though? Just I just most powerful <clears throat> to least powerful. Yeah, or? I think it's very hazy when we talk about Palpatine's power. Like I I don't know how much Stupendous is read, and I assume it's four thousand times more than I have, and probably everything. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the like Rise of Darth Vader book, the Plagueis book. I saw glimpses of Palpatine's power, but it wasn't just like him running into battle. It was a different type of power. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like if Vader and Sidious went straight at each other outside of Sidious being able to just electrocute Vader and kill him. I think Vader has the upper hand. I think if Vader didn't have his life support system as a weakness, I would assume Vader would take Sidious. But that conniving asshole would f- figure out a way. Ugh, it's yeah. frustrating. What do you think? Uh, what what type of Vader are you uh, talking about? Is this a full potential Vader or no? This would be the Vader canon that we yeah canon Vader that we see in the movies. And part of my reasoning is the Rise of Darth Vader book and how ruthless he is, and it goes really into detail. And I I know you've talked about his his suit and the the history behind it, but. With all of its limitations, like we started off with, those limitations actually enhanced his connection with the Force. Yeah, Because absolutely. it pissed him off and I, is chafing his eyebrows. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't believe Rise of Darth Vader's canon, though. It's not like, anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, that I was a great it. book, by the way. Hey, it's, let's it's, take all the best novels. Stop. It's Those one of... Yeah, that legends. is clearly one of my favorite books. Just, we don't see that side of Vader in any of the movies. Not even close and the fact that we get to see inside his head yes. is stunning and yeah. how he actually really resents the Emperor many times, but he knows he needs to learn from him. Yeah. So it's it's cool because you, you would assume, assume Palpatine's just using Vader, but Vader's very much so using Palpatine to get to his own end. So Yeah. Yeah. To, to the whole, like, if they just went at it, I believe, I can't recall exactly where it's stated, but it's stated that... Vader is eight tenths Palpatine. So if Palpatine is a 10, Vader is an eight. So they're real comparable. But at the at the end of the day, it just Palpatine, to me at least, will always beat Vader. I know that it's uh, how do I explain this? Vader is by far the superior fighter by far. Like that's who he is. Would he be? more successful in hunting down Jedi than Palpatine, absolutely. Because he's a better fighter. He knows what he's doing. Right. But it's like comparing a, how do I, a rocket launcher to like a, a more effective gun. Like a, yeah, like a sniper, exactly. Vader is a sniper, and he's going to get his enemy, and he's going to be just completely accurate. It's going to be extremely proficient. But at the same time, you bring in Palpatine, which is like the rocket launcher, He's going to get it, and it's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be massive. This is how I see it. I thought it was you were going to say the opposite, Well, that Vader was the rocket launcher. I see Vader as the rocket launcher and Palpatine as the poison. 
I'm hmm. a genius. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, that's really interesting because I feel like if they were literally, if you put Palpatine and Vader in a closed combat space, just dropped them on the ground and said, fight, I think Vader would win. I think they would just explode in dark side Probably hatred. that too. But you got to think Palpatine's the kind of guy that would never let himself get caught in that situation <clears throat> in the first place. Yeah. I, that's kind of I his power. Gotta disagree. You know? I think that Palpatine just takes that fight, but you know, it's it's hmm. interesting if he didn't have the life support or those limitations, but still, I just think Palpatine takes it. He's you know, crazy. You know, the edge crazy. that Vader might actually have is his Jedi training. Sidious never went through that. So I think there might be things that Vader knows that Sidious has no idea. True. You got to think over 20, 25 years of just Jedi Council and having the the archives and everything. He's probably read a book or two that he's learned something from. <laughs> At the same time, I would say that Sidious has far more Sith training than Vader True. does. So yeah. the same thing goes for him. Oh, stupendous. Never always being been. the voice of Star Wars reason over here. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's go to a little personal history and things. Um, so how did you get your YouTube channel started? Was there any particular thing that kind of urged you to start making these videos? Um, and how did you kind of build it up from scratch? Um, well, probably just honestly boredom. Like that's just like one day I was just bored and I wanted to make just a YouTube channel. Like I thought it would be fun mainly just to speak with other people that had similar interests because I'm sure this happens with a lot of people that, um, you have your group of, of friends and of course, they enjoy the stuff that you enjoy, but not on really the level that you enjoy it. Like they're more focused on other things, which is absolutely fine. But that's what led me to make a YouTube channel to find people to discuss that with. Um, that was solely based around that. Like if I wanted to talk about something, I started out making Marvel videos very poorly made videos, which I'm sure is the case for every YouTuber, if you would ask him. But that's really what it boiled down to. I wanted people to talk about these interests, this entertainment with that really knew as much or comparable or like more. And it kind of evolved. Um, I went from Marvel, which we're not doing super great, but that's not really what motivated me. To more Jurassic World, and then of course, when you see an interest in something, you pursue it. And then after Jurassic World, during that time, I had a lot of Star Wars, and uh, I just, I just had way more knowledge in Star Wars than anything else. It's always been that way, and uh, that's kind of what it's evolved into. And now it's where it is now, and it's just absolutely a blast. That's what it comes down to. Is I just have a, I have a great time writing. I don't like recording, but um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely writing is a ton of fun and seeing the final product and even more than that, the reaction and thoughts from other people, which is the main right. reason why I do it is to get other people's <clears throat> thoughts. Yeah, so it sounds just, like a lot of the reasons we started the, the show in the first place, too. It was yeah, half absolutely. we're already doing this and half we kind of want to take it to the next level and get more in depth on some of these topics. And mm -hmm. Star Wars is such a perfect spot to end because it's got such, well, 
the timing was perfect too with Disney buying it and yeah. Stu Pendis over here bringing up the greatest questions of all time. Uh, <laughs> it it's kind of just that we've all talked about it many times. It's that spot. It's that movie. It's that galaxy that. You can go in any which direction in the movies. Pick a character, and there's books and and Wikipedia pages and species and planets and history and future. Dude, it doesn't end. So this is a yeah. perfect spot to really just push the envelope in all directions. Yeah. And when you think it's about to end, they're coming out with another movie. So yeah. more <laughs> content, more yeah. comics, more novels. It's hard to keep up with, honestly. So... I'm going to ask a very broad question, and you better answer it. <laughs> what is your favorite? I'll give you two. What's your favorite canon, and what's your favorite Legends book? Difficult. Oh, uh, Good question, Mopar. We'll start with canon, I guess. Um, you know, Bloodline is really good. Um, Lords of the Sith has its moments. Not great overall but the whole vader and palpatine stuff and their interactions are fantastic there's a moment in lords of the sith that i adore that is just completely palpatine and vader where palpatine's about to kill a villager and vader stops him and suggests that they lead them to their village and then at the end of the book it, like when they're there, Palpatine says something to the effect of your compassion will be the destruction of all of them, something to that effect. And at the end of the book, Palpatine orders Vader to kill them all. And I just think like, <laughs> wow, that's that's perfect between the Palpatine and Vader dynamic. And that those parts of Lords of the Sith, perfect. But then you have all the other stuff thrown in. <laughs> Uh, Bloodline is really great catching up with the galaxy and everything. And Bloodline is one of the few things that genuine or novels that genuinely shocked me. Like the state of events, the way things were going, it shocked me. Six years before The Force Awakens, and Kylo Ren doesn't know that Darth Vader is his grandfather his or anything like that. That's shocking. Whoa. That that got me. Spoiler! Bloodlines, yeah. is that the Battlefront book? Uh, Bloodlines? Yeah. Bloodline? Uh, that's the Leia book. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. There's just too much. When, when you originally <laughs> I really said, recommend it. It you, oh. follows Leia. It, it really shows you the origin of the Resistance and uh, the origin of the First Order and how the strings are being pulled. Mm. It's Leia and her political ventures, basically six years before the Force Awakens. Oh wow! Yeah, that'd be that'd be good to read. So she's got young Kylo or young Ben. Ben. Uh, he's not in the book. He never appears in the book physically. He's off with Luke somewhere. Which, gosh, that's that was so frustrating. Let me just tell you to get that <laughs> book and to and he's not have in that it. be the thing that you want to know more than anything. And you literally at most get a few pages on it. It's, but you know, it's anything. It's something. I'm gonna tease you. But overall, in that book, it's just, it's awesome. You get to see how not all members of the Senate thought that the Empire was so bad. And you have people that adored Darth Vader and stuff like that. And pieces of the Aftermath books kind of have that, but it's not as. 
it's not a cohesive story. It's a bunch of littler, smaller stories that are separated. But with Bloodline, it's all together. It all flows into one narrative. It's really interesting to hear because the movies are so black and white. The movies are so, the rebels are the good guys, the empire are the bad guys. They're going to fight it out. And it's going to end how it ends. So it's mm-hmm. it's really, I've always been intrigued by those kind of inner workings, the actual feelings that people have about the structure, about the two sides, about the politics. Well, that's why the novels are so good. Because you get to see so that good. behind the scene thought so process. So good. So good. Absolutely. So we got Without your canon. Novels, sorry. Um, without the novels and expanded works, Star Wars is half as good. Oh, yeah. If that. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good books out there. There's only seven movies. <laughs> There's a Eight, lot seven. of good books. Yeah. Yep. So so Bloodlines and Lords of the Sith kind of balancing out for your favorite canon. What about Legends books? Uh-oh. Novels. There's a right and a wrong Story. answer. A right. <laughs> um... Darth Plagueis, definitely. Uh, the Bane trilogy. Um, mm, yes, you you hit it. <laughs> the Bane trilogy <laughs> is stunning. Go ahead and yes, tell me why. Especially the duels. <laughs> yes, Great. perfect. Drew Carpishan, one of our favorite authors of all time, and our favorite episode we ever did. We interviewed him, and we asked oh, him, wow. like, and we we asked him kind of. The background of the Bane series, how he came up with Bane, why he went to different places. And if you don't know, he also wrote uh, Knights of the Old Republic with the Revan um, Xbox game. Xbox. Xbox. (laughs) And he also wrote Mass Effect. So, yeah, getting him on and having him answer our questions was stunning. So, go into detail what you liked about Bane and Plagueis, of course. Manly Bane. I like, I love Bane because he was, uh, he was an advanced thinker. A lot of people accuse him of just being a Revan ripoff, uh, which kind of makes me upset. As far as like what he uh, contributed to the Sith, but his way of thinking, very interesting. How he took everything to an extreme. He saw the flaws of the Sith Empire and he didn't want to deal with it. And at the same time, I love heroes that start in low places, but the only thing I love more than a hero that starts in a low place mm-hmm. is a villain that starts in a low mm-hmm. place. Yep. And Bane to be abused by his father, to grow and be just like a lowly miner on a world, to be forced to run away and join the Sith uh, Empire to become not a Sith Lord, but the. the Dark Lord, like the Sith Lord. You can't start lower and end higher. And on top of that, everyone says, even myself, um, Palpatine took the Empire. Palpatine is the one that had the Empire rise. But no, Bane did it. Bane set it up, yeah. Bane is the... He's arguably the best Legends character. Yeah. Definitely and, one of my favorite um, Sith Lords. The only two I like, only two Legends characters that I uh, would say rival Bane would be Crate and Thrawn, obviously, but Thrawn is kind of cheating. Um, that's, that's interesting really, you said Crate. Okay. 
Yeah, Crate is he's a crazy character. I love Crate. I hate him. And I (laughs) yeah, probably because I don't know a lot about him, but I've read kind of his general story, and it just doesn't end. He just keeps yeah. living. I was going to say, I've been seeing you post a lot about Crate lately, and I just don't know enough about him to really comment. One of our uh, good friends, Butterclone, had that entire comic series and was really a big fan of him. Um, but I just have no idea. Besides the mask, I know the mask. The bone mask, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to tell me why you don't like him. Is it just that he never dies? Again, <laughs> again, I know in a very general sense. I did some Wikipedia research on him. <laughs> Um, this so, is the Sith Lord that was a sand person, right? Well, his parents were uh, sand people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they were humans, but sand people accepted into the tribe. Tuscan oh. Raiders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And he was alive during the Clone Wars, lived mm-hmm. through that. Then he just gets really strong after the Emperor dies. Right? Uh, he went to Corban as a bounty hunter. I didn't and, know uh, that. Yeah, and uh, he went into the a Sith temple, and he was taught by one of the earliest, earliest Sith, one of the Dark Jedi. That way back, way way back, the spirit of one of them, not the actual one. Ajunta Paul. Ajunta Paul. Have you ever played Kotor? Knights of the uh, Old Republic. A long time ago. <laughs> yes. You got to play that about twenty more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how old you are, but that was when that came out. We played it for probably two years straight. I don't yeah. remember going outside. That really kickstarted <laughs> my Star Wars obsession. It was incredible. Yeah, but one of the best parts was when you go to Korriban, there are tombs of Sith lords, and Ajunta Paul is one and comes back as a spirit. So it's just an inside joke. Mopar always brings the fucking guy. Ajunta, yeah. Paul. Ajunta Paul. So Darth Crate is learning. From Ajunta Paul, he goes to uh, Korriban, <laughs> learns from him. Yeah. He's a bounty hunter at this point. Yeah. Continue the yeah. story. Uh, he basically, his only goal is to kill Vader and Palpatine because he was a Jedi. Order 66 happened. Mm-hmm. He gets depressed. Um, <laughs> he wants to kill. I, I would too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he wants to kill the Sith. So the way that he determines that he's going to be able to do that is he has to become a Sith. Like, that's the only conceivable way he can do it. Okay, Revan. Right. But when he leaves the temple on Korriban, the Sith are gone. Luke took out the Sith. It's over. And so, Krayt is pissed. He wanted uh, to do it. And then he gets depressed even further and he just decides to go into the unknown regions. And this comes one of my favorite quotes in all of Star Wars. Crate says, this is where I discovered unknown does not mean empty. And he encounters the Yuzhong Vong and they do experiments on him. They take his arm, they take his eye, they implant Vong corals into him. And then on top of that, they deem him unworthy to become their master's apprentice. They deem him unworthy and he gets even more just angry and powerful and he breaks free. And that's when he goes back to Korriban, finishes his training and is calling out to the rest of the Sith to come to him. And this is the period where a lot of the Sith kind of go away in the galaxy and the Jedi 
are fighting with the Vong that are coming and Luke is kind of weary like where are the Sith like mm-hmm. there's there's something not right here and Crate is tormenting Jason Solo at the same time and inadvertently Jason Solo is getting visions of a dark man and Luke is getting visions of a dark man and to me I've always seen Crate as the main villain of Star Wars like his story just spans all that time like Palpatine and Crate those are the two guys that really are the main villains like everyone else is I don't want to say trickle down because of course you have characters like Vader which is amazing but it, it all was stems used. from oh my gosh you said Vader my the dog went just ring my doorbell no, oh, that literally sounds like my dog, and I thought it was my dog. It sounds exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> so, uh, timeline-wise, so he doesn't die. Crate is biding his time throughout the original trilogy and training, and when he's ready to go, he re- realizes that Luke already killed Emperor. Well, he's or, in the prequels too. He's alive yeah. during the Clone Wars. But his whole yep. time when he's on Corban, though, is that throughout the original trilogy? Yes. Uh, well, he was he's a bounty hunter for a lot of it. Okay. But he placed himself in, in stasis. That's how he was able to live for so long. Wow. Cryogenically frozen next to Austin Powers. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Bane. Let's get back to Bane. So, you said Bane's on point with Crate and Thrawn. Close to. Speaking of Bane, Kerner just brought something up, too. He wants to know about Bane and his canon if he is canon because he's in the clone wars at the end. So what does that mean for his entire story? Do we have to completely ditch it? Cause you know, we have the legends banner on the novels now. Well, I mean, at that point you would have to just say Bane exists and he's a dark Lord because that's what Yoda calls him outside of that. You can't take anything. Right. Stu Pendis is pissed. His dogs went crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> One second. No uh, problem. I will literally be back in five seconds. I can feel your anger. Makes him stronger. <laughs> Give some focus. We did that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm so happy that he said Bane. Yeah. Darth Bane series. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. I'm going to bring up Dooku when he comes back, too. When he comes back, too. If he comes back. If he comes back, if he comes back, doo-ba-doo-doo. Uh, I'm, oh my I'm gosh, still struggling. Oh, you, you're on the last sip of yours. Yeah, it's almost hurting my stomach to sour, man. Uh, <laughs> I was just uh, dreaming, I was waiting to get to this arrogant bastard to clear my mouth out. So, <laughs> so you're gonna clean your mouth out with I'm ready the, with the bastard. Mm hmm. Awesome. <sighs> we got to bring up... Uh, so different. Bring up the questions that people have for... Oh, for yeah. Us. That's next, too. He said five seconds, but his sense of time is off. He must be on galactic time. He must be time traveling. Ten parsecs. <laughs> I'll be back in five parsecs. Twelve! <laughs> we'll get that. Uh, those questions ready to go. Um, actually, I'm sorry well, about that, guys. Oh, uh, no problem. Nine man. o'clock at night, people knocking on my door. <laughs> That's all good. Um, we left off. We were going to ask uh, Kerner. Lord Kerner had a question about Bane. 
since he makes a slight subtle can cameo in uh, Clone Wars, what does that mean for his story and his character in the canon? Um, is, is that for me? My question? Pretty that much because we, we don't know anything, so it's for you. <laughs> it doesn't mean much, unfortunately. Um, Basically, that it fame, just, he exists, he's a Dark Lord, and that's where it ends. Yep, he created the Rule of Two, because Yoda says that, big deal, actually. And he existed, and there we go. <laughs> Dude, you gotta think how how terrible and how awesome that feels for Drew Carpishan. You created this character. They said, yeah, no, everything's not real. By the way, he's kind of real. And he created <laughs> yeah, rule of two. And they slide him right in there. And they allow, yeah, his rule of two to bleed into the canon, which is awesome. So, mm-hmm. and that says to me that they're not saying goodbye to Darth Bane. I think that means they're not saying goodbye to the Old Republic. Yes. I think overall, and what we've seen, and when we were talking about last week, Stupendous, you can chime in if you know anything about Sate Pestage, but we were chatting mad fan theories about him on the last episode, and because of that, it gives me hope that when they're calling everything Legends, it's so that it can rework these characters into the canon story in the right way. Not that they don't necessarily exist. Um, So, yeah, Bane's cameo in Clone Wars gives me hope that at a later time he will pop into canon or at least the story of him can pop into canon. Yeah. A Bane anthology film would be, it would work perfectly. It give us the history of the Sith, which their purpose, they're purposefully with withholding that from us is the history and backstory of the Sith. Give us a Bane's anthology. Give it. <laughs> That's how I feel. Do it! Exactly. <laughs> Do it. No, we we uh we completely agree. We've been dreaming about that forever, man. It's it's stunning how much they listen to the fans and then they just laugh in our faces and say, <laughs> We're gonna give you a damn Han Solo film because we need more of him, and we're gonna yeah. leave Bane on the on the table over here. <laughs> it's like I yeah. get it, Han Solo, it'd be cool to know more about him, but no. Let's move on. It's such an open book. They can go to the Old Republic and just start creating characters around Bane. Like, just say Bane exists, make it around him. It doesn't even have to be Drew's direct story. Just make Bane, make him come up with the rule of two. Create a story, damn it! (laughs) Do it! Absolutely. (laughs) So mad. It, It all comes down to marketability. Yeah. Why do we have a Rogue One movie? Because people recognize the Death Star. They recognize Darth Vader. They recognize TIE Fighters. So do you think Disney is quickly, and not even in a bad way, but they are they might start diluting Star Wars because they're just, I mean, Disney's Disney. They're there to make money. And they're just, they're obviously within the past year, year and a half have just been pumping out content. Content. Do you think it, it it's a bad thing, a negative thing for Star Wars for how much content that's going to be pushed out? No. Um, <laughs> but, More content's good content. Uh, there's a big problem there, though. You can't. They're definitely diluting this time period. Why are we stuck in this 50-year yep. yes. period, basically? Exactly. Exactly. 
I think it's kind of difficult. It, it's it's hard for them because so they pick up Star Wars and they want to create something new. What do you have to do? Well, let's get rid of the EU. Okay, fine. But then the first movie they make is based basically off of Han Solo and Leia's kids. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I'm just happy, and it sounds terrible. I'm happy Han's dead. Get his old moldy ass off the screen. He didn't even <laughs> want to be in episode six. Get him out of there. He didn't want to be in episode five. It's like, oh, it's they're burning out all the dead wood. They're, they lit the fire of the Star Wars characters, and yeah. they're burning out all the old burned characters. Yeah. It's, fi- it's fine. And I'm happy they at least set a setting of characters. We have Kylo. We have Rey. We have Finn. We have Poe. Yeah, the new characters. Are All good. of a sudden, it's starting to get interesting. But yeah. let's keep referring back to Leia. Yeah. And Chewbacca's going to yeah. be in every other shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the fucking Falcon's back. Like, oh. Chip hasn't flown in years. <laughs> it doesn't work, but we're going to jump in and fly it perfectly. Oh, my God. We love I Star don't have a. I actually don't have a bigger problem with all that stuff. Um. I think that they did a the Force Awakens did a fantastic job utilizing the old cast. Really yes. great. They they're in it just enough, in my opinion at least. They're in it just enough um, that you're satisfied, with the exception of Luke, obviously. Um, but it's not their story, if that makes sense. No, hundred percent. Yeah, we agree. We're being a little too critical, and it's not because of Episode Seven itself. It's because of. Like you said, they're spending so much time in this particular time period. Just as like a reference point. Yeah. Just, I would say it. the time period that I'm that I don't like is the span between a year after Return of the Jedi to uh let's say it begins basically like seven years before New Hope. Like that's the period I'm like I'm talking about, like a thirty uh more like forty year period. Like, that's where everything is really taking place that I'm... I like don't the want Darth to Vader sick years? of. I, sorry? The, just like the Darth Vader years? Yeah. Blasphemy! Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Darth Vader and the year after that. But I just... We have Rebels, and we have yeah. the Thrawn book, and we have Tarkin, and Lords yeah. of the Sith. And, exactly. And, so you uh, gotta think, along the whole galactic span of time... Even if you take a hundred year span from episode from the Plagueis book all the way up to episode eight, even that entire timeline is minuscule compared to the entire galaxy. So yeah, even though we're getting a good mix of things, it's still just like you mentioned earlier about the marketability about the movie and which would made which made the story of Rogue One an easy choice for them to make a movie about. I get that the Death Star's in it, Star Destroyers are in it, X Wings are in it. It makes sense. But I'm torn because it's the biggest pop culture anything that's ever existed. You can make any Star Wars movie, and if it's good, it's going to be successful. Whether it's a brand new cast, whether it includes the old cast, it doesn't matter. Like, you're at that point where you can do whatever the hell you want. Why are you still stuck in this zone? Well, I I think they might just be going through a phase. I think, I honestly think they're going through like a burnout period. We have the old characters, which I we love The Force Awakens. Don't get me wrong. But I think they're really, they, they set that movie up to phase them out quickly. Han's dead. Yeah. Chewie's still a co-pilot. 
Leia's mad, as always. Uh, and Luke hasn't even said a word yet. Right. But that's fine because it worked so well. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that they needed to make that. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I think they needed to make that to say, hey, this is where we are. This is where these characters are. These are the new these new characters. Point A is where we're starting. Yes. Now the now the offshoot standalone movies. That's where I'm going that from. That is where you can go anywhere. You yeah. can go anywhere. Yeah. And you were still there. You're still <laughs> yeah. there. Right. Oh, it's so frustrating. Why does it have to be saga, saga, saga? Oh, we'll do this in between the sagas of the. And it's just like Skywalker, Skywalker, yeah. Skywalker, Skywalker. Yeah. On um, this, mark my words here. Uh oh. Let me get a pen. The Han Solo movie is a mistake. Do you think it's going to be bad, though? No, but I do think it is a mistake. There's a difference. Tell me Um, why. It's a mistake because it shows fear in Disney. Yes. They killed Han Solo, and what do you do? You immediately bring him back. If we can't have Harrison Ford... We can still have Han Solo. God, that I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. You Keep just going. made me even piss. Keep going. Pissed Keep going. Up. Go ahead, man. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's such a horrible sign. It shows such fear in the people that are running it. Yeah. And, you know, I love them. The stuff that they've put out so far, a lot of it, 90, 90% has been quality content. There's parts of Rebels that aren't great. There's parts of the books that aren't great. They're not they're not Jar Jar Binks, um, but the most of it's really good. But this Han Solo thing, it just shows fear. It shows that they're unwilling to take a jump that I see Marvel took. Mm-hmm. No one knew about Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and I know that it's Doctor Disney, Strange. But yeah, exactly, Doctor Strange. They need to understand that. There is just as much, if not more, interest in the aspects of Star Wars as there are in those Marvel characters. And I just, so much, I despise the idea that they kill Han Solo off and then they immediately commission a Han Solo movie. It's such a gigantic mistake. It shows such fear. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know what we were fear leads about- to? Anger, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <laughs> exactly. Um, suffering leads to a bunch of money that Disney's going to make because they don't give a damn. I don't think that movie's going to make as much money as they think it will. Well, yeah, I think true Star Wars fans are just... I keep going back to the word burnt out. We're burnt out on this timeline. We're burnt out on Han Solo. Why? And it's... I'm even, They're probably scared. I'm even interesting. I, I'm interesting. I'm even interested... <laughs> In the backstory of what they're going to create behind Han Solo, I think it would be better as a simple novel. Yeah. Just make a novel of that. Done. Now let's go somewhere yes. else. Oh. Like I said, I will be absolutely shocked if the film is not a quality product. The people behind it, it was still be quality. Good, yeah. The actors that they have so far are right. quality. It's just not. It's the definition of not necessary. <laughs> that's the best way to say it yeah hold on i'm still writing all this down they're probably <laughs> well they're probably especially scared 
Well, here's a topic that we can get your opinion on too. It feels to us like they are completely blackballing the prequel era on every single level that they possibly can. They're not referring to it. They're not mentioning it. They're not. Yeah. So I, they're probably scared that they don't want to get into the territory of ruining quote unquote, the franchise with another prequel movie or series of prequel movies. So they're sticking with what's safe. Like you said, it's just a mistake. Yeah. You're playing it too safe. A month ago, I would have totally agreed with that statement, but there are a few glimmers of hope that I see. They announced a Yoda prequel comic, right. which is a glimmer of hope, right. a Maul prequel comic, which is another little bit of a of a flicker. And that's then a mistake I, too, though. There's so much Jimmy's, Maul content. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But for me, the appeal of that comic is not Maul. The appeal of the comic is learning about the canon Sith finally, because yep. we have next to no insight of that era of Sith. Sure. Yeah. And then, um, oh, dang it. What was the last one? Oh, Jimmy Smith's being cast in Rogue One as Bail Organa. Those are glimmers that I think what happened is they just assumed that everyone hated the prequels and the prequels are not good movies. They're fantastic lore building films, yep. but they're more like, they almost feel more like a documentary than actual like entertaining films which is so bizarre but um yeah we were talking about that i believe was episode 84 but how the original trilogy has a lot of mystery surrounding it the prequels went the other direction and tried to explain everything that they could explain yeah all the worlds you know all the the lore the jedi council species and it it worked in terms of a super fan perspective but it also kind of backfired yeah, exactly. You have to have all the strings to appreciate the prequels. And even the Phantom Menace, that's on that's for me. I would go as far to say I hate that film. Whoa. <laughs> I would never yeah, I would never I, say I, it. I have said that. I was I would say our first 40 episodes I probably did say that, but I've watched the prequel movies frequently over the past like 6 months and I've enjoyed episode 1 and 3 a lot more than I used to. So what a really, lot more. What yeah. en- what ended up happening for me was I finally for whatever reason I hadn't seen the Matrix movies. I watched the first Matrix movie. And then okay, fine, it was cool, whatever. And then I watched episode 1 and realized that's the same year. I think they're within a year of each other. 99. Episode 1 was stunning next to The Matrix. In almost every aspect, the action, the CG, even like, well, outside of like the characters, but the acting was terrible, obviously. But the not those, even all the acting, though. No, Charlie pretty much, annoying. Uh, pretty much all the acting. <laughs> the acting is pretty bad. I don't even like uh, Ewan in that. Ewan, yeah, Ewan McGregor in McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, problem with the Phantom Menace is there's one character in the whole movie, but he's the only human that can do it. No, like there's one character <laughs> in that whole movie, and that character is Jar Jar Binks. Everyone else is nothing. The Everyone screen else time is of Jar Jar is unforgivable. True. But, I will not deny that. But I think the movie on a whole still works. The setting's weird because they're talking about trade disputes. Why the hell am I watching this movie? Oh, there's a child that doesn't have a father. Now we have the Jesus child character who doesn't have a dad. It was a really bad way 
to set up the political cloak and dagger setting of the prequel trilogy. Like we said, I th- they just shoved so much stuff in front of you, explained so much stuff that you're wondering why you're even watching this. They're not asking any questions. They're not True. leaving you. You already know what's going to happen. True. This little blonde-haired Toys R Us kid's going to become that big Darth Devil Vader. <laughs> he doesn't want to grow up. Toys He's R a Tatooine kid. <laughs> He's a Tatooine kid. <laughs> Oh my god. So I have a I have a question for you. I don't want to show their prequels all night. So. I have a I have a question Ask which it. we touched on I think last episode. And it's about I the force it. as a whole. Yeah. How does the force choose or does it choose? Does it have a, a method? A men, a mental I don't know. Is it does, can it it's hard to explain because it's so esoteric. Yeah, the, well, the question's just screwed. But how does it choose who's going to be strong, who's not, who's going to be Force-sensitive? Like, wh- where? Because, okay, my issue is with the Clone Wars, they had that, like, two, three-episode span of they landed on this, like, crazy planet with the father, the dark side, and the light side siblings. From there, it's like, why did you just explain the Force as human, humanoid characters? Right. That destroys the mystery and the like, the wonder of Star Wars. So, I'm getting pissed. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess on a, on a general sense, how how do you think the Force chooses who's strong, who's not, and who's Force sensitive? I don't think that those characters are very much they represent the force but it's not as it's not as big and impactful as it seems in the episode in the episode it seems like that's where the force has originated from and that's not correct uh it's they're just three very very old beings that i it kind of feels like they're some of the first ones to experience the full potential of the force, if that makes sense. But uh, the force priestesses, if you remember them, they actually reside on a planet called the force planet. Like that's just what what it's referred to in Canon. Wait, is that the ones that Yoda talks to, to get in to the Sith temple? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Right before he meets Darth Bane. Yeah. Okay. And that's, Yoda thinks, or it's suggested that that is the planet where the Force originated from, the midichlorians. That the ones is what they call the family. That's not the origin of the Force. That's just a group of individuals that have tapped into it extremely effectively, and they're very old, and they kind of live in a dimension parallel to the Star Wars one. It's super confusing. Is it because they in- like became one with the Force? Uh, no, in Legends, it's so much more clear. In Legends, that's set up for Abeloth. In Legends, that's set up for the main villain, basically the last big villain Luke fights. But in canon, it's just perplexing because it's not set up for Abeloth unless it is, like, down the line. But I don't <laughs> see them doing an Abeloth. Thing as much as I want them to explain everything, sometimes I like that it doesn't make like the force is there. It doesn't originate from some people, some clan so part of this tap into it and distribute it to across the galaxy. Like it's just a part of what it the galaxy is. 
Well, it's got to be a yeah. part of that galaxy alone because of the Yuzhong Vong coming. Right, and which they makes don't... sense, which is fine. Yeah. That's actually interesting. Uh, they, I believe that they retconned that the, the Yuzhong Vong came from a galaxy without the Force. Yeah. They actually, that's a super common misconception, actually. They were ravaging and destroying worlds, and when they returned to their home world, it cut itself off from the Force's punishment. So they don't really... And that was retconned because fans threw up their hands um, and said, what a galaxy without the Force? What are you guys talking about? And that's that's what happened. So the retcon New is... New ideas, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So the retcon is that they resided on a planet without the Force, not that they come from a place without the Force, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Bane goes to a... Yeah. Bane ends up on a world that's negate of the Force. Yeah. I forget which book it is. I think it's the second one, but... Yeah, I guess, I mean, that makes sense because it's existed <laughs> in other places, but... I, I just... <clears throat> on a large scale, I feel like it's a give and take between living beings and the Force. I feel like living beings do stuff and the Force reacts. Like, Sidious comes to power, but the Jedi become overwhelmingly blind and limited in their own ways, and they get lost in their own, basically, corruption of their own laws. And all of a sudden, the Force feels that and just plants Anakin. Uh, Anakin was made by the Sith, actually. See... In Everyone says I'm and still read, vague on the Plagueis created him, Sidious created him. He popped up randomly. He's no, Jesus. Uh, they didn't. Cre- they inadvertently created him. They knocked over the domino that knocked up Shmi. Let's put it like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Um, but I, I mean, I read Plagueis and I got all the way through it, and I didn't get a hint of them. Doing that, I felt like they tried really? and f- and failed. I thought they failed, and because they failed, the force was like, "Blup, well, here's this kid, and he's actually gonna kill you. He's gonna end yeah, up yeah, destroying yeah. you." The midichlorians uh, got mad, basically, and um, <laughs> they, were they pissed? said, "Don't, don't do this. Don't try and create something that's not natural. That's our job." In midichlorian speak, don't try uh, it. <laughs> don't try it. <laughs> yeah, like it. Anakin was like a. He was a reaction, like sperm. Yeah, it was a reaction. It was a consequence, a punishment. Well, that's why. That's I. I guess we're we're just coming from the two different angles. I assumed because they didn't like the the EU story that I heard was they actually had a ritual and planted the seed and then i read Plagueis and didn't get any of that and i assumed that they failed and the force just kind of like we said kind of just got angry that they were trying to mess with midichlorians and was just like here here's your demise even if you take him over and do whatever yeah he's still gonna throw you down that big furry shoot yep yeah their intention was never to create life it was to uh prolong yeah, it was to send their energy throughout space. It was to send the dark side throughout space. And they succeeded. They actually succeeded in what they wanted to do, but the Force still... And that's why the Jedi talk about like 
their visions clouded. That's what happened is Sidious and Plagueis did a big ritual that clouded the vision. But Anakin was kind of like a byproduct of that. Mm. That's, I mean, we're saying the same thing. Goes deep, man. Yeah. I just, I, I still think that the force just reacts. It creates things, sees what happens. And then if things go way out of balance, it does something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think people get powers, uh, items become empowered. Like it's just you never know. And I think with the whole episode seven be ca- being called the Force Awakens, I think after the Emperor and Vader died, the Force is in such a flux that pe- like it doesn't even know what's going to happen. Like the dark side just died. Outside of Darth Crate, because he never fucking dies. But <laughs> it's it's. But it took such a, a hit. It's like like I said. It's like throwing a, a rock into a pond. It's just boom, and it's rippling, and you don't know where and how it's going to settle. You don't yeah. know its effects. Yeah. So I think Episode Seven kind of created an opportunity, and I think that's why a lot what a lot of people didn't understand. They wanted answers out of Episode Seven. We got a mystery out of episode seven because who's Snoke? Who's Ray? What's Luke doing? Why is why is Leia still complaining? Wanting answers gets you the prequels. And if you're gonna yeah. bitch yeah. about the prequels, no, then I you're agree. not gonna get answers. Yeah. 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 The whole, and the, and the, the whole thing big, behind Kylo. People are just mad I just that he's summed not... up Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are the so whole mad about to the force thing. Yeah. That is very up to interpretation in universe people argue over that right Uh, that's why it's it's so compelling too exactly bring balance and i actually have a video planned uh discussing all the different beliefs on what it means but some people believe that it's the light and the dark and it bring balance means that you have to have the sith and the jedi which is kind of uh explained why in dark empire when palpatine comes back via a clone god that, stop that like, <laughs> no you're fine i just finished that i just finished yeah, it and i was just disgusted it? go ahead yeah you hated it right yep yeah it was so weird it was so weird just to see so the dark empire wait, wait he's got to finish this whole thought do it <laughs> well basically after vader dies it it's basically saying that it's the Jedi and the Sith, and now that's balance, and they're left to just slug it out, if that makes sense. Um, and then also balance means, because some individuals believe that the light is the pure state of the Force, and dark is like a messed up version of it. It's a perversion, and that in its purest state, it's light. So that's what they think balance is, is that it's back in the light. There's just a ton of different interpretations on it. There's it's several. where you put the pendulum. Or the yeah. uh, the what's the on a uh, the fulcrum? I don't know. That's what it failed in, in like a teeter totter. The fulcrum's the middle. I failed science. Well, if you know. say the fulcrum's all the way to the light, then that's the balance. I'm getting really scientific. If you say it's over there, yeah. No, but that's I I understand what you're saying. I just can't talk about. Well, that's brings up the whole issue of why Palpatine wanted to bring down the Jedi in the first place. Because the Jedi decided, from their point of view, the light side was the balance. But who's to say that the dark side itself isn't the balance? And who's also to say that actual balance isn't the balance? So That's oh, where it's yeah. screwy. Okay, okay, so 
Commander and I have not argued, but we've punched each other over this. <laughs> he said that maybe Sidious really thought he was doing good. And I'm like, absolutely no way. He knew he was evil. It's just now, a certain point of view. Now, meeting certain means, like he, he was using the dark side to kill people to get the power. Yeah, obviously. But he knows he's evil. I yeah, don't see the, any the which Sith way that he's good. Stuff. Go ahead. The Sith could care less about the spiritual aspects of that stuff. They could care less what balance means. The Sith are selfish creatures. They care about themselves and they care about the power that they can achieve. All that spiritual stuff, no, they don't. They just don't care. So do you, but do you, uh, then that's the struggle on Vader. Because he actually thinks he's doing good. I still think even suited Vader under the rule of Palpatine thinks he's doing the best for the galaxy. Sometimes. Well, he becomes more wise throughout the years and kind of realizes, but Sometimes he's just so twisted that he's letting out his hate. But yeah, sometimes he does think he's doing I, the right thing. I think on a core level, and that's why he was able to be saved at the end of six. Mm. I think he thought he was doing good. And then as he met Luke and listened to him, he's like, dude, Luke's Luke's the light. The green light I, I, yeah. tight, I don't think I he was you. doing I don't think he thought he was doing good. I think, like you said, sometimes, not the majority of the time. Sometimes I think he was just doing it um, in his mind for the needs of the many as like the whole galaxy outweigh the needs of the few. And in his mind, that was like, I'm just going to crush the few with my iron fist for the good of the many. But like a very evil yeah. Commander Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, but I mean, on a large scale... Isn't that you th You think you're doing good? Because where he grew up was the Clone Wars. Everything around him was crumbling. People were dying. Every The galaxy's at war. If I just rule with an iron fist, there's Keep, peace. Yep. To an extent. Right. Of course, Jedi are dying. And sympathizers of the Jedi are dying. But okay, kill off a thousand Jedi trillions live but the 99 of the galaxy lives are safe yeah yeah they're they're scared in also, fear of I would vader's say that that's not that's not their biggest motivator their biggest motivator is their own power and then keeping it the galaxy comes second to that oh i think vader's the exception just saying i think vader <laughs> is the exception because he is the force he is midichlorians.com <laughs> slash I'm right. Dude. Oh, I, th uh, I, I get it's tough. I, I agree with the whole. Yeah. I mean, it's kind it's of very given. interpretive. The yeah. Sith are self-centered creatures. They want power and they're going to get it any way they can. I, do, I still think Vader, of course, he wanted to rule as just Vader. Get at, learn all you can from the emperor. Kill him. Now it's mine. I still feel because of what's happened at the end of six that I feel like at some point he would just step away. I don't feel like he would just sit there on the throne and rule for no reason because he still had that good in him. I think he would have got to the point where he think he he could have taken Palpy out and then set something up and then just left because he's got nothing else to live for. He has no A family. A lot of it, too, is... 
is I think that he just saw himself as too far down the rabbit hole to turn back. Yeah, that's I know that's a very good argument. I, I like it. I don't agree with it because I'm pissed, but <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I, I do agree with that. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's just done too much evil stuff, killed Mace, got his girl pregnant, didn't tell anybody about it, and then he killed a bunch of younglings. The beautiful thing is so much about, back to your point two episodes ago about the original trilogy, it keeps things very open to speculation. And that's what the Star Wars fans live for, is this, sitting here yelling at each other <laughs> behind mics. What the hell else would write articles about if there was no speculation? I mean, honestly, I'd be in bed sleeping right now if I didn't have this, but <laughs> no. Uh, let's let's get to a couple like direct questions that uh, yeah. we had on Twitter and everything. So especially for you, Stupendous, we had a lot of people giving us some questions. Um, I pulled a few. Uh, let's pull through a few of these here. So uh, we got at Cleo Ren, Cleo underscore Ren on Twitter. Snoke isn't a Sith. So what does that mean for the future of the dark side in terms of Snoke and Kylo and how they're kind of carrying on their reign of terror of the dark side? Ah, uh, man, that is such a hard question. Um, the Sith are gone. I don't think that they'll be bringing them back. They introduced a new type of the dark side um, with this with these new movies. And that's the whole thing that a lot of people don't realize. Uh, and I'm talking about casual fans, but the Sith are not, are not the dark side, just as the Jedi are not the light side. Right. Just because the Sith are gone, the dark side always is always going to be there and it's going to come back in different forms. Right. Like in legends, the Sith did eventually come back, but they, they had the Yuzhong Vong and I, they kind of used the force a little bit. But then you had Abeloth, which was an entity. And what I'm getting at is they introduced other dark side sects that weren't the Sith, which I think is how it's going to go. We're going to get something crazy similar to the Sith, probably. But the Sith, it's like a religion. That's what it is, basically. Right. The Sith is a religion. But just because that religion to a T is gone does not mean that we're going to have weak villains that are nothing like the Sith. Of course, Kylo proved that. He's all very Sith-esque. But the Sith themselves, I hope that they stay gone because unfortunately, the prequels wrote that thing where he brings balance to the Force. That's just unfortunate that that happened, that it was even written that way because Vader should never have been like a Christ thing. It just should not have been that. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. yeah, I don't see a problem with the Sith staying on and I think they will. I think they could go very into a very interesting direction with this. Because when we think dark side, we think lightsabers and force users. Yeah. What, what if someone, I mean, in a general sense, like almost like a non-force user to be influenced by the dark side. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't know a lot about Thrawn. Was Thrawn force sensitive? No. I feel like they could introduce someone like, well, even though they just made a Thrawn book, but, book, but they could introduce someone like a Thrawn who is greatly influenced by the dark side, but isn't like... Doesn't use it? Use, isn't force sensitive? Yeah, but yeah. it's like he's like 
almost like a prophet of the dark side and he can like hear its thoughts or something like something crazy like that. I'm just saying when we think of force, we think of force powers. And when we think of force powers, we think Jedi in battle. Yeah. Or Sith in battle or whatever you want to say. I think they could go in a crazy direction where like average beings are being influenced by the dark side, even though they can't like control or use the force. But based on our earlier yeah, conversation about the Han Solo movie, do you think they're going to take that risk? Go ahead, Stimetis. Well, Lorsan Pekka, if you remember him uh, from The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. the guy Kylo Ren kills in the beginning. Yeah. You're so right. He's, he's not um, force sensitive, but he is a, what do they call it? Old they guy. call it the Church of the Light, I think. So oh. he's kind of that. Yeah. So it's like more of like a religion. Like a monkey. yeah, he's a he's a wannabe Jedi. He's a Jedi fanboy. Okay, That's interesting. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think they have a lot of opportunities. I think the book is open. And the scary thing about what I just thought about and what I just created behind that, <laughs> who, who would who do you attack? Who's the enemy in that setting that I just created? Maybe the there dark side just be an enemy. influencing populations to do. Bad things. Well, here's it doesn't make for a good movie plot, but maybe there doesn't have to be an enemy. Dude, that's terrifying in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. There's always a clear even if there's not a clear What's it's it's storytelling and movie making. Yeah. Good guys, bad guys, Done. do your thing. This you know is what, what I mean? yeah. these people have to do. If you if you put it into yeah, you couldn't even make a movie about that. Right. It would How be more of a reference book or a novel or something that everyone would hate but the real fans would actually enjoy hmm. gosh I, oh, I just is man. It, it's difficult to think about the force without lightsabers and i and i think it is there's it's so embedded in that culture and you gotta just remember throw the lightsaber away and whip out a blaster you're still a jedi or you're still a sith but we don't like you could use force lightning yeah. and a, a repeater, a repeating blaster. Why? Why not? And just direct every blast in everybody's hearts. Done. <laughs> but true. it's but it's like that ancient. That it's the George Lucas in Star Wars that created something from like a history. Yeah. From from these old like samurai people and this old ancient way of thinking, and he created this so. It's so embedded in Star Wars. I think it'd be difficult to get away from that. Right. Right. I don't know. Next question. Oh, man. <laughs> it goes deep, man. It's crazy. Let um, us know if, if you got to leave and feed your dogs or <laughs> do what you need. Answer the door or anything. Answer the door um, at 10 p.m. This one's a little goofier. At Eric Mello 9 on Twitter. Eric with a K. Do any of us own lightsabers? Stupendous. Th- I'd have to guess that you do. Um, I think I have one one or two of my old ones at my parents' house, but with me right now, I don't own any. I'm out. Um, when I was a kid, I remember going to, I believe, Disneyland, and uh, my grandfather actually bought me, like, I don't know if you've been there, but you can design your own lightsaber. Yeah. And okay. you couldn't buy a Darth Maul lightsaber. Like, they didn't make one. So you had to go there and actually build it. And I built one and I believe I still have it, but I haven't like gotten it out or anything. I'm more about like 
learning about stuff rather than collecting mm -hmm. all that stuff. If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. I just, uh, that's a million dollar idea. Instead of build a bear, build a lightsaber and just have people come <laughs> up, make them different colors, different hilts. Or you build put, yep. any, any Star Wars thing. Yeah. Mask, blaster. Yep. They have one of those things at, uh, at Disneyland. And I remember being so excited getting that Darth Maul lightsaber because no one else was going to have one. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I know you had a bunch. Do you have them here? Or they're at your parents' house, right? No, that stuff's gone. Gone? Been Is it? Gone. I had a Darth Maul, and I had an Obi-Wan, and I, yeah, I don't know if they're still there. I don't know. Fell down the it fucking rabbit who, hole It depends Bespin. on who they call to. <laughs> <laughs> they're both right by this point. That, um, <laughs> I also remember as, as a kid uh, having, like, those little baseball bats, but, like, softer ones. I don't know what you call them, but... I specifically remember after seeing Attack of the Clones messing around in the front yard pretending I was Yoda. Because <laughs> he jumped around and it was just crazy. Yes. Yeah. I, I do have that childhood memory. Um, awesome. Here's one that ties well into the mystery of The Force Awakens. At K Holloway 658 what happened to Vader's lightsaber after Return of the Jedi? So when I first read this, I instantly thought, well, Obi-Wan had Vader's lightsaber, and now Rey has it. But I wasn't thinking about the lightsaber that Vader loses when Luke cuts his hand off in the Death Star 2 in Return of the Jedi. So then my mind started wandering, and no idea what happened to it. Um, In Legends, it was destroyed pretty much. Yeah, they just say it was destroyed. But in canon... um. <laughs> The Acolytes of the Beyond, who I believe are the Knights of Ren, or an early iteration of the Knights of Ren, believe that they purchase Darth Vader's lightsaber from a Junker, but I'm under the impression that, and it's never made clear that that's Darth Vader's, it's just uh, sold as Darth Vader's weapon, and even in the end of the chapter, Someone that works with the Junker asks him if that's really Vader's weapon, and he says, even I don't know. I'm under the impression that it's not, and that it was just sold as such, but that's just kind of a thing that's introduced. Because I don't see any conceivable way that thing made it. Right, yeah. Unless somebody grabbed it out of that pit, which Palpatine was the only one in that pit, it got blown it, up it with the up. Death Star. Yeah, yeah it blew up. Yeah, that's someone grabbed it out of the it, like five minutes before the whole station exploded. Right. Yeah, it's not really feasible, right? So I I have a quick, since we're talking about lightsabers, I was reading that uh, magazine that I was pissed about a few episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it has a lot of like interesting facts in there, and there was a couple of them in there that I didn't know. Did you guys know that both, lightsaber use, both lightsabers used in Jedi were repurposed from the prior movies. Vader used Luke's lightsaber from Empire, and Luke Luke's new lightsaber was originally Obi-Wan's from A New Hope. Right. Did you... I mean... I always they, wondered why Vader's new red lightsaber looked just like Anakin's old blue lightsaber. So, I assumed he just wanted the same fucking hilt. Well, supposedly <laughs> they lost Vader's lightsabers between movies. This goes back to that thing that we were saying, how the production of the movie influences what's going to be canon. Yeah, what's and of real. of course, they didn't know about really canon stuff back then. It was a movie. 
But now the stuff like, and a stupendous, I'm sure you've heard about this, about the whole thing with Poe Dameron was supposed to die, but then he didn't because Oscar Isaac said, no, let me fucking <laughs> live, please. And now that influenced the entire story of canon. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. I love that shit. Next topic. <laughs> you ready? Let's yeah, I'm just we got one, sorry. We got, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, we had some, we had some silly one. Um, Darth Dorkelson wants to know if we like grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, yes, but I have not had one in forever. <laughs> I'm uh, having one in about 10 minutes. I was going to say, that, that sounds said that. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, grilled cheese and tomato soup, man. Yeah, oh, good. yeah, for sure. Uh, last one. JPM underscore 2003 on Instagram. What is your favorite Star Wars game? Now, this is something that we've talked about time and time again. And we always come back to KOTOR, but stupendous, since this is our first time talking to you, what is your favorite Star Wars video game? I do love KOTOR for the story. Never been so much into the mechanics, not because they're bad by any stretch. They are bad. Just because that's not my kind of game, if that makes sense. They're terrible. No, they're not bad. It's my favorite game. It's a revolutionary game. No, Yeah, revolutionary and and terrible. (laughs) Oh my God. Dude. I, it's it's my favorite Dude, game. I'm calling Drew and telling him that you said that this game sucks. <laughs> Dude, the characters are amazing. The storyline's amazing. The timeline's amazing. Let me attack that guy. A a a a a a. Okay, let me slowly jittery. <laughs> it's Dungeons and Dragons. I know, and the the style of the game is fine, but the, like the gameplay. Attack that guy, and then you press A and just. Huh. Pissed. <laughs> okay, continue your answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a ton of childhood memories playing Battlefront 2, so that game will always have a special place. Oh, yeah. Place with me. That's perfect. And the first think, one as well, but Battlefront 2 is leaps and bounds. Yeah, I think that's our exact answer. One and two is KOTOR and Battlefront. By the way, Battle we were Front arguing. Two. Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2, yeah. We were arguing a few episodes ago about, as a general fan consensus, which game is better. And I put a poll up on Twitter, and everyone, not everyone, but Battlefront ended up winning. It's Fans more, prefer Battlefront over Kodor. I think it's more. What do you hmm. like better, a, like a third-person shooter, person or, shooter an RPG? or yeah, an RPG? Eh, I guess. I would also think more people have played Battlefront. Right, it's more popular. Yeah. Even back then, in 2003, playing Kotor, I remember seeing a demo of it in like Fye. Terrible. We couldn't even like get out off the uh, Endar Spire. It was impossible. I don't remember that at all. It was a terrible game, and I told myself I'm never going to buy this. L- l- little to know. <laughs> I fucking love it, okay? It started, It really oh, sparked It sparked both of our Star Wars just onslaught. Yeah. Once I learned really that did. that could happen in Star Wars, the story of Revan, yeah. I was like, I need to know more. I was a late bloomer, and that really kicked things off. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. What? I'm also very late bloomer in, in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I had seen the movies throughout like my early teens, but I I mean, yeah, they were cool, but I never really gave a damn until <laughs> I like learned about the the story of KOTOR. Let's talk about our little Star Wars history, too. So what, what happened for me is, for whatever reason, I would always rent Empire Strikes Back from the library on VHS. Always would watch it. Mainly would watch... The beginning and the Hoth sequence, and then stop because I was a little kid and I didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> my cousins took me to you see. Still don't know any better. I it's still crazy. have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> the, uh, my cousins took me to see the special edition of Episode Four, 
in what was that 97 and then i they took me again to see the phantom menace in 99 99 was when i was super huge into legos star wars legos finally came out so that kind of started me on my star wars that journey. was the fuel and then once by the time you know four years later when kotor came out i was i was just all in yeah that's kind of how i got started so i i didn't see episode five all the way through and episode six for quite a while i don't remember any of it i don't remember <laughs> which movie i saw first i don't I no. don't think I have ever seen episode six. It all starts. <laughs> it all starts in Kotor. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, I can't really remember a uh, Pod Racer. That was huge. The too. Pod ra- the episode one Pod Racer game was like a cool game yeah. because I had seen episode one. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I can play a game yeah. that's from this movie. Yeah, and that's kind of where that ended. It ended. It ended. <laughs> but then, yeah, Kotor was my spark. It was just like there's actual interesting characters that are are outside the movies. I need to know more. Yeah. Stupendous yeah. go. Perfect. I've always had it. Um, as early as I can remember, I saw the Star Wars trilogy, always had the Star Wars trilogy, watched them all the time. I do not remember seeing the Phantom Menace in theaters. I remember seeing Attack of the Clones in theaters, thinking Yoda was awesome and thinking the rest of the movie was really boring. Um I remember seeing Revenge of the Sith in the front row and my mom crying at the end. I specifically <laughs> remember uh, remember that. But the original trilogy, even as a kid, like, I don't know, watching it now, the effects completely hold up. Maybe it's just rose-tinted glasses, but I think that they hold up. And as a kid, I never thought about them not holding up. But I watched those movies all the time, all the time. And Empire has always been my favorite. It will always be my favorite. I just, it's always been there. Yeah. As, as early as I can remember. I bro. remember after we really got into it, we would go back and you had the VHS set before mm-hmm. the special edition. Mm-hmm. And we would go back and sit there and watch all of the original trilogy before yeah. the edits and everything. I, I lied because I do remember reading the, the Young Jedi series with young Obi- Obi-Wan I read that too, and Qui-Gon. Yeah. But that was, again, after I had already gotten into episode one and this Legos and True. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think, but that's what I'm saying. In between, like, seeing episode one and yeah. uh, Podracer, I think I was reading the, that Jedi Knight series, or the Young Jedi series. Yeah. Then I got into KOTOR and realized... What am I doing wasting my time with these books? Let me <laughs> let me let me live some life. Let real me live quick. some life. So, listeners, if you're hearing this, um, tweet us, Instagram us, email us. Uh, let us know your Star Wars origin story. How'd yeah. you get rolling in the, in the <laughs> galaxy far, far away? I'm gonna make an Instagram post tomorrow morning. <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Where do, where do you what why? <laughs> now now that you mentioned it, we always ask every single one of our guests. To put the movies in order. Now, I want you to include episode seven, which can be extremely difficult. We know five's number one for you, and we know number one isn't even included. Okay? (laughs) We get it. But go ahead and uh, try to to ramble off your 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 list. Yeah. yeah. Favorite to least favorite. Empire, Jedi, Hope, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Force Awakens, 
two, two, uh, Clone one. Wars, uh, the Clone Wars movie that they actually released in theaters that was meant for TV, um, but they did release it in theaters. Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace. Nice. That's how. So five, Man. six, four, three, seven, two, one. Yeah. 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 We had we had one dead last for a while. We've we've changed that in the past like three or four months. Uh, number two is unwatchable. I can't. I just. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I feel, the least... way, I feel the same way about one. Like I can watch two, but one is horrid. I feel like horrid. nothing happens in two. At least yeah. one. Like you find the kid. There's like a, a cool looking pod race. You know, we we kind of find out a little bit about like the Jedi Council and how they work. And then there's a cool epic Darth Maul battle. Two was yeah, the just lightsaber like, fight is is awesome, but everything there's no substance. Like, I, I always say the saving grace of one is that it still feels like an adventurous Star Wars story, as opposed to two is like this awkward sci-fi film noir that doesn't go anywhere. And the clones that are the the movies named after don't show up until the last twenty minutes. <laughs> the last 25, 30 minutes is awesome. You know what they should have done? It just called it called the episode two the Clone Wars. Because they attack of the clones. You're yeah. like, dude, this entire movie is going to be a battle. There's going to be clones, blah, blah, blah. And little did you clones know, are take over the galaxy. Obi-Wan's just acting all furry in the rain. On- <laughs> Talking <laughs> to his fat diner, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Something- Obi-Wan. Like, I just, oh, God. The Phantom Menace, I can't stand it. I just can't. <laughs> Darth Maul is not a character. I don't. True. People like Darth Maul because he looks cool. He has three lines. Thank you. Thank you. I will give you that. That's why I was so mad when he made a comeback. Like, and another comeback. And, and another comeback. Oh my God. God. I like he out. made a comeback because he needed to have a character. Like, that's just, he needed True. to have it. Impossible. Get True. him out of here. He died. <laughs> Let him be dead. You didn't have to give it's him like fucking crab legs. He's they like the him- best part of Rebels. Oh. Him, his, him and Rebels is so much better than Clone Wars. I'll say that. Him and Clone Wars yeah. is disgusting. Yes. And now, Savage in, in the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. I don't hate him in the Clone Wars. He's not the best, but I think he's I think he's awesome in Rebels. He's like the old like an older man, but crazy and yes. trying to appeal to a a potential apprentice and he has such a short fuse, but he's also like I don't know, like witty. He's like, like a, he was like, uh, he's in an abandoned child. The emperor like picked him up, trained, yeah, like exactly. half trained him. Oh, you got cut in half next. And then yep. he tries to appeal back to him. Like, look what I'm doing, Mr. Emperor. And, and Palpatine attacks him and kills his brother. <laughs> I'm like, that's by the way, one of the, my most favorite lightsaber fights. Yeah. It's yeah, Savage, Maul, is- Insidious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. Oh, man. I've never didn't seen stand a and, chance. Say that again. They didn't stand a chance. Sidious oh, but, could have killed them without a lightsaber. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's awesome seeing yeah. Sidious dual wield against three lightsabers, a double yeah. and a single. Are you kidding? And it's <laughs> it's stunning the movement and the style that Sidious fights in. Oh, it's so good. I watched that over and over. I seriously think, <laughs> honest opinion, I think that's the best lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars. Bespin has my heart. 
where, where Vader throws his lightsaber on the ground and hits him with medical <laughs> pads and stuff. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> when he's on Bespin and Vader puts his lightsaber down and just throws like air, condition, air conditioning units at Luke. Oh, just tosses yeah, yeah. luggage at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's impressive. He's throwing those things without use, without any motion. He's yeah. using no. without emotion. He's I using his. You. No, it's it's actually and an, it's an it's another reason why. Uh, the Dar- Rise of Darth Vader book was so stunning because right at the end and Tatooine, when Vader kind of floats down, he just starts tearing that Wookiee bridge apart. And <laughs> Tatooine or just- Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk, Kashyyyk, I'm sorry. But he And he just starts impaling I forget the guy's People name. People with the fucking wood? It's, it's the main Jedi. I forget his name. But yeah, he's just like standing there and it was from the Jedi's perspective. He's like, dude, this faceless guy you can't even see emotion. You can't even tell he's pissed. He's just looking at you with dead eyes while he kills you with his mind. You know how dis- just disturbing that is? Vader! And that's exactly, to Stupendous's point, it's ex- basically exactly what happens on Bespin. He just puts down, he's like, dude, you're not even worth a lightsaber fight. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even worth me raising my arm I'm just gonna think about you being mad now you're gonna be mad <laughs> it's stunning that's why ah. I, I just I think uh, I, I always fight for Vader always I think he's he's the the chained poked dog that's malnourished but he finds a way no matter what instance he's put in there's some crazy it's like comic the hound books from Game of Thrones. He's he's there's crazy comic books where caves come crashing down on him when he has his helmet off and he's supposed to be destroyed and he just rises out of it and murders everything. It's like what? <laughs> yep. And Palpatine's like, "How did you do it?" Yeah, I'm not gonna tell like, you. Why would I tell <laughs> you? He just it's, said my hatred. He doesn't That's know. That's all it took. Now, a, a few episodes ago, I was referring because I re-listened to The Rise of Darth Vader on audiobook, and there was a point where Vader and Sidious were getting in a dispute. And Sidious, and Vader's knelt down on his knee. A dispute. Yeah, and Sidious raises up his hands and says, you know, you messed up, and you know I could just kill you if I just did some force lightning right now. And Vader stands up, stares at him, and says, I don't fear death. Boom! That's Vader. <laughs> Do something, Sidious. Yep. Do something. You even if you kill me, I win. It doesn't even matter. Yep. He, he has nothing left to live for. Oh, he's such an interesting character. Character. <laughs> Bane's a lot better though. Continue. Oh, the rants. The rants. Do we have any more questions? No more questions. Um, I'm glad we got your ranking of the movies. Uh, before we get prepped to close out, I want to go over a few news things. I'll save the best for last. Uh, a few things that popped up over the last week. Episode 8 has begun scoring by the one and only John Williams. Jonathan. Jonathan. So he's getting that ready. And if it's anything like every other movie ever made, they probably won't actually record it until like next October or something. They always wait till the last minute. It's fucking <laughs> he's crazy. just writing the score right now? He started writing the score, yeah. Okay. Um, Rogue One, obviously it's coming out eight days from now on the 15th. The premieres in LA, Saturday, 12-10. They started building a motherfucking X-Wing on the road in front of the red carpet, getting ready for, for the premiere, which is awesome. That's all. I mean, it looks stunning. Too. It's incredible. It looks real. Have you seen that? Stupendous. 
No, I have not. They, uh, if you just go on Twitter, you're, you're going to see it. They uh, basically just they have everything already set up for this weekend. Which, when you listen to this on iTunes, it's already going to have happened. But they're building an X-wing on the street, not full building. size. They flew it in. They f- found the fucking thing from Tatooine. It's but, here. Yeah, just search. <laughs> I'm sure X-wing LA, and it's it looks stunning. It's life size. It's it's awesome. Um, I'd much rather have a tie. True. I agree. I'm an Imperial fan. Twin ion engines aren't feasible. Okay. You can't fly it in. No one cares, dude. They're cooler. Did you know twin ion engines actually exist? I think we talked about this. But you can't can't really turn. You would need twin ion engines in every direction. Well, basically. Star Wars, though. Oh, yeah. And there's sound. (laughs) There's sound in space, too. Uh, Rogue One has the second highest ticket pre sale of all time behind, guess what? Force Awakens. No surprise. I think that's just a tribute to Disney's marketing scheme. It's I think they're, they're so good at building Star Wars. The, plus, I don't know how big pre-sales used to be like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, they weren't really. A, I think now that we have like the internet and Fandango, it's a lot more a lot more of a big deal. But um, that's something to note. And finally, most importantly, most rapidly across social media right now, and stupendous, I want to hear what you have to say about this. The most recent Rogue One teaser had... The VCX 100 ship, the Ghost, in the trailer with the Rebel fleet. Do we think the Rebels are gonna from the from the cartoon are gonna make an appearance in Rogue One? Whoa, Is whoa, it whoa, whoa, just whoa. a teaser? It's probably just the ship, and not even yeah. the ship of the Ghost. It's that style ship, that model. No, right. it's probably no. That's probably the Ghost. Oh, I hate that you Freddy, said that. <laughs> that's Freddy what I asked Jr. Tweeted about it. What'd you say? Go ahead. Freddie Prince Jr. Tweeted about it. Well, oh, then it's you, true. You didn't know that? He's one of the voice actors for the show. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He said, could it be? Question mark. Well, it's not. So Freddie Prince Sr. <laughs> need to sit down. No, I, I truly hope they're, they're kind of just referencing as a, hey, I know you've seen that. Check this movie out. Yeah. Like, do you think <laughs> it's just going to be the ghost is there in the fleet the same way like the Falcon docked in yep. that little platform yep. on episode three. I wholeheartedly think that's what exactly was yeah. happening. They won't make an appearance, pretty sure. I hope not. Darth Maul's in the entire movie, sad. though. Yep. Darth Maul. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, everyone's been freaking out about that. I. It's cool that they're going to kind of throw my bone to the to the show. Mm-hmm. Have that in there. Um, if they made an appearance, it would, it would be annoying. It would... Kind of spoil the chronology of the cartoon itself, so I don't think they're gonna do that. They're not that, they're not that desperate for, you know, fan craze tickets, tickets, <laughs> tickets. So, if you want to give a, a quick shout out to yourself, plug your stuff because we want everyone that listens to know where they can find you. Oh, all right, um, I'm on YouTube. It's just uh, the stupendous wave on YouTube and. I try to do daily videos about Star Wars, but uh, most of the time it's pretty. You can bet that there, if there's not a video every day, it'll be every other day. And we just cover news, a lot of lore stuff. Like we talked about what ifs in the beginning. Uh, I do some of those a little bit more sparingly now, but they're still there. And yeah, if you just want anything and everything Star Wars, I try to be that. Um, 
so yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> and make sure you're following him on Twitter too at Stupendous Wave because I know you're always oh, yeah. answering fan questions on Twitter. People <laughs> come up with the most and props to you too for trying to get back to everybody. I see that people oh, throw thanks. the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard of. It's barely English. Like if you had Vader versus Yaddle, who would win? And then you try to get back <laughs> and actually answer it with like evidence. Yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> so yeah. That's, a, that's ridiculous. Uh, Mary Poppins against Iron Man. Go. <laughs> well, let me tell you about the background story of Miss Poppins. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Um, if you guys are local, please remember, before we leave, we need to get Stupendous's opinion on Rogue One, since that's right around the oh, corner. Oh, there you go. Yeah, good call. Right around the corner. When you're listening to this, it's going to be probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, ro- the day or days before. Right. So, Stupendous, quickly... What what do you expect and what do you hope for on Rogue One? Ah, that's enough. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope it's quality. I hope that they give us what has pro what has been promised. I hope that the reshoots were not as bad as the media made it out to be. I hope that we get a few cool new characters. I hope that it builds on the lore. I'm not expecting anything hugely galaxy shaking, obviously, because we know how everything ends. Uh, I just want a cool Vader scene. That's it. That'll See be worth him the price of kill admission. someone that's not, you know, that's- his own. <laughs> what God? I always forget the he came in uh, out of light speed too close to the asteroid field. No done i quit i can't i can never remember the the admiral's name Admiral piet i know piet yep. but the, outside of that i don't because he puts piet in charge Admiral ozzel ozzel mm-hmm. well there you right. go stupendous i would have to double check because yeah. ne- captain nita is the one that survives right he doesn't kill piet does he fuck god we're great fanboys oh, i love star wars <laughs> he just kills them all but all that's right, what i'm that's saying true. that's the whole purpose and I that's know, why stupendous and i want to see and vader. I? we all want to see vader <laughs> do something and they them all, all of our them. fans said it's just this is what i'm hoping i'm hoping it's a dark <laughs> dark gritty movie yes. we have ne- we we really haven't even like um Revenge of the Sith. It's like dark, but it's still on a very high level. Like you have the Jedi and the Sith. We're finally getting into war in the Star Wars universe. Infantry. We're going to be seeing troops on a battlefield against tanks and ATATs (laughs) on a battlefield. Yeah. For a certain reason, we already know where that's going to go. But just to get information. Yeah. Get down on the ground with that. that, And that's. I love how Star Wars pulls from actual history. Yeah. It's like the race for the atom bomb. Yep. Information <gasps> is what you're fighting yep. over. Because if I get it a week before you, we can make this thing and blow you up. We have a week of freedom. Yep. To oh so awesome. I'm so ready for it. So Me ready too. for it. Awesome. Not as excited as I will be for episode eight, but you know, it's Star Wars. Oh. I think I'm more excited for this than I than I was for episode seven. Really? I really. That's hard to say because episode seven we've had it was like a decade. It was the comeback. Yeah, right. it was the comeback. But 
it's it's uh, this is a whole new look, a standalone movie. We've never seen it. We yeah. get to see. We know it's been quoted. I don't know what to expect, but we're gonna see Darth Vader on the battlefield in all of his violence and power, glory. Hopefully, violent glory or something. Whatever you said. Violence was one of the words. I want to see that. <laughs> I've been waiting seven freaking movies to see that. Yeah. I and don't care about don't, Anakin killing younglings that all you do is hear. You don't even see anything. It's. I want to see a nitty gritty dark. I want it. <laughs> if that doesn't happen, are you going to be crazy disappointed? Uh, it's hard to say, but probably. It. Well, it, yeah, it's very difficult to say because it's probably still going to be a good, great movie. Right. If we don't see, I hope it's not a Suicide Squad Joker. Oh, watch this. Vader's in a Vader, Vader, Vader. Yeah. And then you, you get it and he's like, as long him. as they Kill don't pull a Suicide Squad, <laughs> we'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Shit. Awesome. Well, we are going to wind down with this. We want to thank Stupendous Way for being with us. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. It was uh, a good we, time. Thanks. Yeah, this is why we do it. We love talking to uh, other fanboys. And you dropped some massive knowledge that we either didn't know about or had never fucking even considered before. So right. that was perfect. <laughs> so you're hired as a weekly guest. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we can bounce uh, questions and ideas off each other. That's and awesome. Well, theories. Again, if you guys are local, we are doing a Rogue One release party on next Thursday on the 15th. Yep. So if you're in the Columbus area, come out. We are going to be selling our beer. We produced a beer with actual brewing, our, our buddies over there. Uh, we're going to have maybe a keg and a half, two kegs-ish. Uh, so get there. Uh, we're, it's called Rouge One. Get it? Get it. It's red. It's a red eye. PA. Yes. Um, but Rouge one for Rogue One. And to clarify, we have events on Thursday and Saturday. So 12.15 is the big premiere. You know, Rogue One comes out at 7 p.m. that night. And then Saturday the 17th is more of a beer tasting casual event. You probably will have already seen the movie by that time, but you know, we're going to see it probably five or six times. So it's a good yeah. opportunity to come back out. And we don't want people, if you don't have tickets for Thursday, that doesn't mean don't show up. We have local artists. They're going to be selling their prints. We have the 501st Ohio Garrison coming out. I think like four or five of those guys are coming out. Fully More dressed. That, whole squadron. We've got X-Wing miniatures playing. We're going to be have, we're going to have some Battlefield 2 Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2 Best setup, Star Wars game ever. And we're going to have Rouge 1 beer. Guys, just it. come out, hang out with Make us. Make it happen. Be awesome. The event's free. Obviously, you just need to buy your ticket for the movie itself. If Everything you're going to be already included. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Episode 86. All right. I'm Commander Cody. I'm Mopar. See ya. Complete. <laughs>